Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to Cave of the Cross Apologetics, where I'm Patrick. And I'm Tony. And uh, we're continuing our book by uh, Dr. James Anderson, Why Should I Believe Christianity, or Continue to Believe Christianity, or Consider Christianity, <laughs> or uh, even remotely think that we could possibly be right, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what he's trying to do. Right. That's what he's trying to do. But the book is Why Should I Believe Christianity. Right. 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 Okay. He, he's a big supporter of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And a smart guy who's writing uh, for for um, just just the the perfect audience of uh, people who are questioning the, you know the, the the big questions as part of the series the Big Ten uh, they've written five so far yeah so this he's a co-editor of the, mm-hmm. what they call the Big Ten and they're going through these various Big Ten questions regarding Christianity right right, right. and so uh, we're on chapter three which is uh, Christianity as a worldview. So that's kind of what we have um, kind of been rolling into. Uh, we started with kind of, um, can you know truth? Uh, is it possible to, to know? And then uh, we talked about how uh, we should compare uh, things as a whole, um, because if you kind of uh, section them off too much, then you can get them to say um, um, uh, th- things that uh, are in isolation that might not be accurate when you look at the whole. So things mm-hmm. like, oh, the, the Bible says uh, there is no God. Right. Uh, then you say the fool says in his heart there is no God. Right. So it's right. important to kind of take the God context, being, kind of right, yeah. uh, you know, can, can, can God lift a rock so he- heavy he himself could, could not lift it, you know, or <laughs> create a rock so heavy he could not lift it. But then you also have to talk about other qualities. So is God perfectly just or is he a, a good judge? Mm-hmm. Well, like, he has to be both. And or how, is he merciful? Right? Is he just, or is he merciful? Right. 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 Yeah. So yes, you can you can talk about them in in an idea of focusing on the subject at hand in isolation. Right. right? Yeah. But you can't isolate it from the whole picture because right. then you have to say, not to the exclusion of his mercy, his love, his justice, his hatred of sin, his jealousy, all those things. So. Yeah. So that's what we mean by kind of um, uh, viewing them uh, too much in isolation. And we can do that for um, people who uh, um, have an idea that uh, there's nothing true in the world or, uh, you know, uh, pe- people Except that believe that. the fact that, that it's nothing true in the world. Right. right. <laughs> uh, that materialism <laughs> is all that there is, all, all those things. So so that's why we, we want to give, um, give a person's worldview a clear shake so that way we can look at an internal critique because if we come at it from just the outside of you're wrong because I believe something different, well, right, that's why we're here. Right. <laughs> but but can can things uh, operate in and of themselves? And so, from the presuppositional uh, viewpoint, the the one that um, uh, Dr. Anderson uh, holds to, um, uh, Christianity is the most complete and uh, best worldview to have. And so, um, what we're going to do in this chapter is provide just that the the worldview mm. what what do christians believe that make kind of the belief system that we have um uh, coherent and kind of uh, presenting the key facts so uh, if you're a christian this is a, a good primer or a, a good reminder and if you haven't uh, faced these ideas this is a, a good time to um kind of get acquainted when uh, people say i have a christian worldview these are the things that we have in mind and hold it, it, you know not you know fully in our mind, but in total, we hold to the, these things all at once. And right. so, and so, um, allowing for clarification, allowing for nuance, allowing for, uh, these things to be brought up, uh, is, is, uh, is key. And I, and I found this chapter a really helpful reminder right. in terms of how he puts them. 
Yeah. I said that uh, I, I kept highlighting and I, I did that thing where I should have just highlighted the things that I didn't want to highlight because yeah. then it would have been way easier. So I stopped halfway through and was like, okay, just chapter three. Yeah. So, so this is all good. And it's just a, a really good, um, you know, uh, uh, short catechism almost right. of, of, of Christianity. Yeah. So he says here that, and, you know, in order to evaluate a worldview responsibly, as you mentioned, we need to take the time to understand the worldview. And so that's what he wants to do in this particular chapter. Right. Uh, so this raises uh, the basic question of uh, who gets to say what Christianity is risen. So I'm sure if you right. talk to a Mormon, he's going to have different ideas of what Christianity is. Uh, if you're going to talk to a Buddhist. He might also have yeah. a different idea of, well, of what, what Christianity yeah. is. Yeah, so the, so the issue here is, okay, you're going you're gonna to give us the Christian worldview, but uh, what gives you the right to say <laughs> right. you are the right. official expert, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, you know, you, you have the 30,000 different uh, <laughs> uh, d- denominations at war, which, you know, comes from a, a, a very uh, um, uh, select choice of, of people that want to talk about, you know, the, the dangers of Protestantism stuff like that. So uh, I'd say it's less than that, but you know, the, um, just w- with anybody you're, you're going to not always agree with everybody, but um, there's gotta be some source. There's gotta be uh, what is or isn't Christianity. So uh, uh, Christians believe in reincarnation. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure we can disagree with that. That's right. That's and, right. And That's so, not one of the main points. Right. So, yeah. And he's not going to cover right. that. Right. I'm sure you could find some Christian who does believe that. And so, um, is there a way, is there a ruler, a rule, a rule set that does, that says it? So the short answer is to point out that Christianity is founded on the life and teachings of Jesus Christ, Christian, Christianity, Jesus, Jesus Christ, see how that works, uh, <laughs> which are recorded for us in the Bible. Right. And so, so we have the, the basic, uh, um, we have the basic theme of Christianity is the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have the source for this is the Bible. Right. 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 Yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we, we've um, stated this, this before is that, you know, you can have this idea of somebody rising from the dead. But if you say, I rose from the dead to pay for your sins, well, that's a claim that uh, requires trust. And so where do we find that, uh, that idea um, being stated? You know, is it written for us in the stars? Is it written for us, you know, on, on the inner workings of our spirit? And we kind of know it intuitively it's revealed to us uh, in, in the words of scripture that, uh, that, that Christians uh, um, agree upon. And so uh, from the earliest times, Christians have taken the Bible as their foundational authority. In fact, they have taken it to be the word of God. And so we've covered this in uh, Truth and a Culture of Doubt. And there's way more there. Uh, I was just watching a really good debate talking about how, how early uh, uh, writing was, um, was uh, relied upon and uh, how outside influences tried to, to come about and, and the church, the, the different churches that made up the early church at the time were talking to each other and saying like, oh, do you have this? Is this teaching somewhere? No, we, we don't have this. And so, yeah, we, we were not accepting yeah, we're this. Not accept it, yeah. So it was, it was a really good debate. So I might link that debate just, uh, just because it was so good um, with, uh, with a Christian and a, a Muslim, in fact. Right. So who gets to say what Christianity is? Well, the Bible does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the uh, it's the um, Sunday school answer, Jesus. <laughs> so the Bible, and so the Christian worldview then is none other than the worldview of the Bible. That's what he tells us, right? Which is a worldview centered on Jesus Christ. So it's about Jesus Christ, and the source, as we said, is the Bible, the mm-hmm. Scriptures, right? So the overview for the Christian worldview Anderson is presenting here is really just a 
a summary of the major teachings of the Bible. That's all he, he wants to do here. Right. Right. <clears throat> right. And so uh, in the beginning, we start with uh, God. <laughs> Seems like a good place to start. Uh, so everyone enjoys kind of that uh, that good story in every worldview at some level tells a story, the story of the world. And uh, I have to look up the podcast because it was uh, it's doing a good job. It's uh, Andy Wilson, who um, uh, I, I don't usually like comp- uh, saying, oh, this is so-and-so's uh, a son, but it's uh, um, Doug Wilson's son. Oh. Uh, stories are soul food. Stories are soul food. That's the podcast. So they're food for the soul. <laughs> right. right. And so yeah. it's uh, Christian authors who are talking about how to kind of make good Christian material without it being, you know, the, the Amish love story. Mm. And so uh, uh, one of the things that they point out is how many of our, like, man versus man, man versus nature, man versus uh, another, uh, man versus himself, those are all stories rooted in this idea that, that um, we, we can archetype in the Bible. And mm. so the, the um, uh, Jordan Peterson talks about this as, as Christ being kind of this archetype figure, even in, um, his own story um, that uh, he might uh, make it more myth as uh, in, not in the, the negative capacity, but in the stories that have, have been told. And so he's kind of the, 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 the redemption arc is there and the, the waning and waxing and, and all the different points. And, and they do a really good job of, of looking at uh, different literature and showing like, Hey, this is kind of what the Bible is. And so um, how intricately um, God's story is told in the Bible uh, is is also our story. It's man's story versus man, man's story versus nature, and um, um, uh, man versus other men, mm. <laughs> man versus himself. <laughs> and so, um, so yes, it's it's the story of the world. That that's that's what it is. Uh, as every child knows, the best stories begin with the words "Once upon a time." That's in a right. sense, that's yeah. how Christian stories begins. Yeah. That's how uh, Tolkien starts kind of his book out. You know, there once was a Hobbit. There's <laughs> in the beginning something happens. Yeah. <laughs> the opening words of Genesis, uh, the first book of the Bible, are in the beginning. Uh, we see that in the book of John as well. Uh, um, so that's real similar that. to "Once upon a time." Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and again, uh, talking about mythology, not as this. You know, oh, the Greek gods, that's kind of what we think about, or or it's fake. It's just the stories we tell each other. Um, but uh, this is the story. It's it's the archetypal story. So the story starts at the very beginning, yeah, um, the, which, again, you, you, you if you look at things like, uh, you know, uh, uh, was it uh, uh, J- Jupiter eating his son, or uh, Saturn eating his, his son Zeus, and he gets a rock instead? It's still taking place within a universe within uh, uh, the, the, the ether, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, the Zeus mom, uh, you know, gives him a rock instead. So Zeus can escape and it, the, the, there's no, there's no beginning point. It's just, we come upon this, up, we, yeah, we come yeah, upon the kingdom yeah, right. and then, and then it starts. So yeah. we, we don't kind of see this full on like creation account that we do uh, that we find uh, uh, in, in Genesis. Yeah. So what exactly does Christianity say about the beginning? Well, the next word in the Bible is, it kind of tells us, it's, yeah. it's foundational, right? In the beginning, God, right? <laughs> and so at the very center of the Christian worldview is the presupposition that God is real and God is ultimate, mm-hmm. right? So God has existed from the very beginning and God proceeds, uh, proceeds everything else. Christian worldview is an unashamedly theocentric Worldview, he tells us, right? Theocentric, so God-centered worldview, right? And it places God at the very center. Everything else derives its existence and meaning from God, right? So God is at the center. In the beginning, God, 
Right. 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 <laughs> and it's uh, the, the, what the Christian message is. It's it's uh, it's it's not just the the Jewish tale taken over by Christians. It's the continuation and the fulfillment in in Christ. So we'll we'll, we'll get to there. But it, it's a it's a it's a running theme, if you will. Uh, it's one thing to say that God exists. It's another to say what kind of God exists. Mm. What mm. is God like? The Bible right. has a great deal to say about God. In fact, it's a it's a continuing revelation of who He is, how He cares, how He works through what He feels, yeah. what what uh, what He decides, all those things. All we can do here is to give an overview of the Christian understanding of God as presented in the Bible. We can't go outside Scripture because. That's not what God has chosen to reveal. So right, right. There, there are there are um, decisions He makes. There are you know if if uh, you take kind of the the Calvinist understanding of why does He choose uh, who He chooses to save, we don't we don't um, come upon the well He He decided to choose Patrick and Tony because uh, they <laughs> wow. have these things so to, to do. I mean that's what Ephesians two eight, eight through ten oh, okay. for good works for good works. So <laughs> oh, I'm chosen to do good works. So okay. do good yeah, works. Yeah. I just won't tell you what those yeah. good works are. Yet. <laughs> They're everything. Yeah. <laughs> so one way to summarize the biblical view of God is to say that uh, God is both absolute, right? He's mm-hmm. there uh, always, and he's personal. He's he is there. The yeah. is the focus on the is on yeah. both part of the is is. Uh, to say that God is absolute is to say that nothing is more ultimate or foundational than God. So God is the ultimate. He's the foundation. Right. He is absolute. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So answering, uh, you know, the the big life questions. Um, Christians what is are ultimate point, reality? Yeah. God. Right. 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 Yeah. Why are we here? What's our purpose in the world? Well, <laughs> we'll hey, get to look that at in that. a minute. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So God isn't defined or limited by anything else. God isn't dependent on anything else. On the contrary, everything else is dependent on God. So when we talk to Mixtotes about kind of the, the youth road dilemma, one of the ways that um, you get get over the youth road dilemma, which is this idea of, uh, you know, where, where does the good that God decrees come from? Does he just arbitrary, arbitrarily uh, uh, decree it, uh, which uh, Mixtotes makes an interesting point on, on that on that uh, um, leg of, of, of that um, dilemma. Or uh, does he pull it kind of from the ether that uh, he, he relies upon uh, that uh, is above him? Well, we don't want to do that, so uh, therefore God must not exist. Right. But if you t- talk about a dilemma, you should talk about, hey, that's a false dichotomy. So mm-hmm. um, th- there's more to it, like the goodness uh, coming out of, of God. So, All right, so this idea of absolute, you know, ha- usually philosophers talk about um, contingent mm-hmm. and necessary right. being, right? right. So we- so God is a necessary being, right? He's the, he's the first, he's the ultimate, he's the foundation. And then everything else is dependent on God. So everything else is, is contingent, right? Mm-hmm. That's the idea right. here. So God isn't a contingent being. There's right. nothing that uh, he depends on in right. order to exist. Exactly, yeah. And God doesn't exist because, you know, for instance, something else brought him into the world, Right. right? He isn't but where did God from come from? <laughs> yeah. Who made God? Yeah. Well, he always was, right? <laughs> He's necessary, yeah. right? He isn't powerful because something else made him powerful. He isn't wise because something else made him wise. He isn't good, our author tells us, because something else made him good. God alone is the ultimate source of all existence, right? He's the ultimate source of all power and wisdom and goodness. And so the, the, that means that God is the final standard of all existence and power and wisdom and goodness, right? He's the standard. He's, he, uh, you know, he's, you know, you're talking about setting the bar. He is the bar. Right, right, right. <laughs> and so that's what we mean when we say that God is absolute, 
right? He he is ultimate. He's the standard for all of these things. Right, right. right. And and just remember that all worldviews have to answer these types of questions in right. order to be a complete worldview, or they just shirk it off as, I don't know. Yeah, like, so that, what is that, ultimate reality? So if you're materialist, well, it's the physical world, mm-hmm. the physical universe. Yeah. That's ultimate reality, right? So, so I, I have a mind? Well, no, it's just a bunch of chemicals that fizz or pop or have different <laughs> levels and you experience them and you can change them with drugs that that might be true but right. is that the ultimate and right. so they have they would they, uh materialists would say yes in that right. in that regard the ultimate reality is brahman or nirvana or whatever right right, and, right. uh and so for christianity the ultimate uh reality is god mm-hmm. right he is the he's the absolute right, right? he's the, he's the, the ultimate he's the source of all things right, right? important Important person that God is. (laughs) So not only is he absolute then, but uh, he is also personal. And the Bible always uses personal pronouns to refer to him. Yeah, so that's really (laughs) interesting. You know, not only is he absolute, that is, you know, uh, we might say above or beyond everything, right? Um, But he's also personal, right? He's intimately related to everything, Mm -hmm. which is really, really interesting. Yeah. So this isn't like the kind of deism that we hear with, you know, oh, all the founding fathers were Christians. No, no, they were all deists. It's the it's the guy who winds the the watch up and sets it in the forest and then walks away. Yeah. So th- that's that's not uh, that's not who uh, God has revealed Himself in the Bible is. Uh, uh, there might be people that ascribe to a, a God type figure from that, but then they have to talk about how they came to know that God and uh, if he's uh, if he's unknowable, how do we know what we know then? Uh, but uh, here uh, in the in the Christian worldview, he's personal. Uh, he's able to be known. He uh, reveals himself as a father, as a he, um, and uh, uh, as a husband. Um, depending on uh, what verses you read, um, he, he's he's a, a father to the child of Adam, to Israel, to the church, all those things. So he's personal. God has uh, personal characteristics. Like he thinks, he plans, he chooses, he speaks, and he loves. And so, um, you know, he, he, um, he's a jealous God. Mm. I am a jealous God. Uh, you, you shall not have any other gods before me. Well, not that, that the, they're right. 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 <laughs> that, 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 that's a negative quality. You can't have that negative quality. But if God's the ultimate, then wouldn't he want his people to recognize who he is? And mm. so by going off and subscribing uh, 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 his characteristics to f- fake idols, then he should be that jealous just as, I would not want my wife uh, uh, smooching other guys because I I am a jealous husband. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's a jealous God and no other gods before me. That doesn't mean that there are other gods that can, could be before him. Right. It means that we can, shouldn't attempt to place things as the ultimate that really aren't. Right. Like ourselves. I'm the ultimate. Right. right? And, and even in that, God is revealing aspects of nature and him that he's saying, like, well, you know, I want you to believe true things, which is a very important point because there are some gods, small g's, in other religions that have uh, nefarious um, ideas of, of what you should believe. And so if you believe it, ah, they've won because they've tricked you because that's their job. <laughs> Be tricky gods. So um, here, uh, this is, again, so, some religions teach that God is absolute but not personal. According to those religions, God is not the kind of being with whom we could have a personal relationship. 
he's so far above us that he it's it's like commu- us communicating with ants. They you know, call that, that transcendence, yeah, right? Yeah. God transcends his creation. Right. So right. so he's transcendent even above his own transcendence. So <laughs> he's able to you know if he does reveal his word to us, then he can't be tied down to his word. And so he could change it so that salvation comes with eating the most hot dogs. Uh, you know, if you if you eat uh, eighty one hot dogs in your life, uh, paradise. You're in. Yeah. If not, uh, you know, you 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 burn in your shoes for all eternity. <laughs> something like that. Well, you don't get any more hot dogs. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> one person's hell and one person's heaven. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, here the the Bible is clear because that's that's our uh, that's our standard. That's our uh, revelational source of how do we know who God is. The Bible is clear that God is both absolute and personal. And like us, God is personal, but unlike us, God is absolute. And so we call these uh, kind of different characteristics. So uh, there are ones that we share, the communicable mm-hmm. attributes, and then um, there are the ones like, that we don't share. Like personal, it's mm-hmm. communicable. Right, right. right. We, we share that with God. Yeah, right? thinking, feeling, loving, right. Right. Um, you know, the, those, those, um, those qualities um, made in the image of God, uh, we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, but unlike God, we we're not everywhere. We're not all powerful. You know, we we can't um, uh, um, tear the fabric of of nature in order to enter into it to do something that goes against the natural order, uh, because we are in and part of the natural order as well. So another way to summarize the biblical view of God is to uh, say that God is a perfect being, right? And which means that He manifests every perfection. So every good characteristic a, a good being could possess, God possesses uh, to the maximum degree possible. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's what we mean here. So God is perfect in his goodness. Uh, that is, there's no evil in him. God is perfect in his knowledge and wisdom. And so there's no, you know, we might say ignorance, right, in him. And he never makes a mistake. Right. right? And God is perfect uh, in his power. Nothing is beyond his control. He can accomplish whatever he wills, right? So that's what we mean by powerful. You get whatever you want, Mm -hmm. right? You can accomplish whatever you will. But whatever God wills, of course, must be perfectly good because he's perfectly good. And it must be perfectly wise, right? Because he's he's perfectly wise. So nothing can defeat God's plan. Mm -hmm. And so... Yeah, all, all these uh, areas um, we can have discussions on and 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 dig down further. What what we have to realize in this chapter is ultimately that um, that uh, um, Dr. Anderson is providing us uh, what the Christian worldview is. And so, yes, it's it's always uh, um, you can always expand upon these qualities and 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 discussions and talk about well, how is this like this or uh, why is this included? Why is this a, a must? Um, so we're not we're not providing kind of um, an apologetic for each characteristic here. What we are is presenting um, the, what the, the Bible the, the, says about, about the Christian worldview. Yeah. So and the other thing that we probably should for those mention, who may be wanting in in the in the fight. That's right. Yeah. The other thing we should mention is he also um, in each of these things that he's talking about, whether uh, you know the existence of God and all that kind of stuff, his power, his goodness. He kind of uh, gives. Uh, shows in the Bible where those things mm-hmm. are so that he kind of, you know, gives proof that this is what the Bible says. Right. 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 Kind of this that. isn't just being made up. It's, it's, you know, some guys in, in, in a cave and year six, uh, uh, uh for, form these up and we're repeating the mantra. No, this is, uh, he offers scriptural support. And so, right. 
Um, that's ultimately what we're doing. So we're not referring to, oh, in Genesis 1, 2, he also says this, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Strictly speaking, the Christian worldview isn't alone in affirming that there is a God who is absolute, personal, and perfect. There's competition. Uh, there's competition uh, for, for that. There is, however, one distinctive Christian teaching about God that is unique, the doctrine of the Trinity. Oh, uh, okay. All yeah. right. In fact, I just watched a, a, a debate, I guess you could say, uh, from a Unitarian uh, and, a, and a Trinitarian, and um, it was pretty cringy, but... Um, that's neither here nor there. Cringy? Yeah, it was pretty cringy. Oh. Yeah. Uh, according to Christianity, God isn't simply personal. He's tri-personal. Not tri-being, but tri-personal. Mm -hmm. There's only one God, but that one God exists eternally as three distinct persons, whom the Bible refers to as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. These three distinctive persons exist eternally in perfect union and in perfect loving relationship with one another. So again, this is something like, hey, do we see... Uh, the Trinity in the Old Testament, uh, what do we talk about when we see the, uh, the name um, Yahweh in, in, the old, in the Old Testament? Um, is, is, has there been Jewish um, scholarship that talks about God being uh, uh, at least multi-personal um, uh, in, in uh, some of their literature? Those are all discussions to be had somewhere else. So mm. if you're, if, again, if you're looking for that fight, we're not going to have it here. Yeah, we're just right. presenting the worldview. That's right trying to show what it says. So there's no question that the doctrine of the Trinity obviously is mysterious, right? Uh, it's difficult, perhaps even maybe impossible for us to comprehend, he tells us, you know, how God can be one and be three distinct persons. You know, right. That's really difficult. And I think it's important think. to note that while it is a paradox, it's not a, a contradiction. Right, right. Because we're not saying that God is... Uh, one person and three persons. Right, right. We're right. saying he has one, he's one in being in essence and three in persons, right? That's so that so we're we're making a distinction between two things there. So it's not a contradiction, right? No so this nevertheless though, even though it's difficult, it's central to the Christian view of God. And despite its mysteriousness, um, it actually coheres very well with the idea that God is a perfect being. Well, how's that? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, you know, if, if God is by nature perfect in every respect, then he must manifest perfect love. Well, you know, it's more perfect to uh, love others than just love myself. Right. Right? Because love is giving and that kind of stuff. Well, we all kind of take care of ourselves, right? But loving others is, is, is uh, you know, is the ultimate kind of thing with regard to love. Mm -hmm. So other love, the love of one person expressed for another is a higher love than mere self-love. That's right. the point we're trying to make here. Don't, don't tell society right now. That. That's right. <laughs> so God's perfect love must manifest a perfect form of other love. And notice uh, God who is um, absolute can't be dependent on anyone else, right, right? Right. So if he had he had to create first before he could love others, then he would de be dependent on his creation for right. self right. for for other love, right? right? Yeah. And so um, God is not like that, and the Trinity solves this issue mm -hmm. for us, right? right? In the beginning, there was only God, so He was the only one. So how could He have self love? Well, God could manifest perfect love. Um, with, within the Trinity. The doctrine of the Trinity provides a profound answer to this conundrum, he tells us, right? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit have always existed, 
always existed in perfect love, mm. right? They always had this love relationship among one another. And so the Trinity, we might say, is the, he tells us, the original perfect community. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's, it's interesting uh, expanding outside to things like um, uh, the church, uh, the church's relationship to Christ, uh, what that ultimate look, looks like, the family, um, the, uh, starting with the husband and wife and moving, moving out to um, the extended family with children. Um, a, a lot of the things that we kind of take for granted as being relational, um, the Bible ties back to that idea of community within the Trinity. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, why is it important for, um, for relationships to be had like that or to, to, um, to have an, uh, a, a picture of, of the marriage banquet for the church and Christ. Um, a, a lot of those are, are tied again through, throughout scripture and, um, are important. If, if I remember, uh, what book I'm trying to remember right now, uh, there's a really good one about, um, about, uh, you know, why God has to be uh, three and, and stuff like that. But th- this is, this is the argument that I use a lot. Um, when, when I'm trying to under- uh, when I'm trying to explain why it's important for God to be, um, uh, Trinitarian in, yeah, in nature, yeah. because you have, um, things like, uh, Allah, he, he exists and he, the, the primary goal of Allah is to be transcendent above everything. So his, he's transcendent above his word, so he can change his word at any time. But he also then has to be dependent upon creation because if, if he is a loving God, then he must create in order to have a relationship because th- th- that is, uh, uh, you know, m- monotheist, just, you know, straight up monotheism, not, not uh, Trinitarianism. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he must learn how to love other people by, by doing that. So he, and he the, must, the, and he needs other people in order to love them. Right, right. right? Yeah. yeah, it's not just a self-love. It's not this idea of, of oh, you, you know, you must forgive your, your, uh, yourself before you forgive others. It's like, that's, that's not how forgiveness works. But. Right, so, and so you don't have that, uh, that kind of problem with a Trinitarian God, right? You have right. this inner community, this inner relationship, this other love between the various persons of the mm-hmm. Trinity. Yeah, we we talk about um, uh, this before. I I think um, the Trinity is uh, intertestamental uh, re- uh, uh, revelation because you see Paul uh, um, uh, writing about it, but it's not a surprise to the community. It's, it's not like okay, what I mean by you know uh, um, baptizing in the name of you know the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. That, obviously, that's Matthew, but um, there's no there's no shock there. Right. Yeah. So uh, it, it seems like uh, the, the church was primed for it. Mm. All right, uh, next, uh, heaven and earth, important. <laughs> <laughs> so so a worldview has to deal with, you know, what we have here, mm, right? Our material, universe, yeah. uh, what's going on, you know, who, where we are and that kind of stuff. Right. Right. And, and we're still not out of Genesis 1. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It's, yeah. yeah, just this little phrase here. <laughs> <laughs> so at the heart of the Christian worldview then is the biblical view that, uh, of, of God as the absolute being who exists in three distinct persons, as we talked about them with the Trinity. So uh, where do we, we fit into the picture? Yeah. Come on, get, yeah. to the, get to the good part. The good part. You know, right. you're, 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 you're seeing the, the, <laughs> the family photos. And you're like, yeah, okay, the Grand Canyon shirt's sure, a big hole. Uh, up there, there's the city nightlife. Oh, there's a picture I'm in. That, yeah, that's the one that's I want right. to focus I, on. I remember one time we were going through um, my uh, aunt's uh, wedding photo book, wedding photos. This was a long, long time ago when, you know, they didn't film weddings. Right? <laughs> when, there, when there are photos, real photos you could hold. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and so we were going through this, and uh, my sister, who was about six years younger than I am, you know, she was watching too. Now, I was maybe about, four or five years old, so she wasn't even born then, right? 
right? And so we're going through this. All of a sudden, she said, hey, where am I? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, how do you explain to her? <laughs> you know? Right. Well, uh, in the beginning, yeah. <laughs> you are not. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, but points to of what, 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 uh, what's the start? It's, it's God is uh, uh, theocentric. That's right. And so how does our universe fit into the picture? The answer to these questions are provided by the Christian doctrine of creation. To say that God is absolute is to say that he isn't dependent on anything else. He is not dependent on anything else. Rather, everything else is, depends on him. Mm-hmm. God is eternal, which means that his divine, divine life has no beginning and no end. He existed in the beginning, but that doesn't mean God began to exist. The universe, in contrast, is not eternal. Uh, as modern physics has confirmed, the universe hasn't been around forever. Um, you know, uh, uh, I think uh, William Lynn Craig has... has uh, the um, the point made in uh, case for creator with Lee Strobel, uh, where he talks about you know in, in order if you have a timeline that's infinite, you'd have to cross an infinite amount of time to get to the point we're at now. Mm. We're at the point we're at now, so we didn't cross an infinite amount of time because we'd still be crossing it. Right, and so <laughs> the, the the timeline can't be infinite. So right. so you, you but God can be now because He exists outside of time. Right, right. So yeah. so that's an important point, and sometimes that's hard to. Uh, to, to think about, and I did watch actually a really good debate on on is God uh, subject to time in, in some capacity, and I think there's um, uh, stuff that the church uh, could could really um, um, hone in a new book that I could read uh, and and, or write. and cl- How about that. Oh, I'll just put that read on it. your list. I'll just read that one. <laughs> and so so uh, you know God's not su- subject to time; He's creator of time. Uh, he enters into time and 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 uh, etc. Um, but um, but we, we talk about this um, uh, doctrine of the creation um, ha- having a beginning, the, the Big Bang. If, if you subscribe to that, it has to bang at the beginning, and it's got to be big. <laughs> so, <right. laughs> so uh, um, you know, the, the, the idea concept of uh, uh, an infinitely um, existing universe is actually uh, pre um, kind of Einstein's time period. And, right. and so until we get to the model of the Big Bang, then that's when scientists was like, oh, okay. Yeah, and, the, and the story is that Einstein was kind of niffed with himself because his uh, calculations showed that, so at the time Einstein was writing some of his writings, they, they uh, held to this steady state Steady theory, state, yeah. Right, mm-hmm. Where the universe has always existed. But his calculations, so the story goes, showed that the universe had to have a, uh, had to have a beginning. Well, you know, if, if the modern scientific world says, no, it's always existed, what do you do? You either say everybody else is wrong or you say maybe there's something wrong with my calculations. So th- as the story goes, he fudged his calculations to make it so that instead of having a beginning, the universe was, you know, had always been here. Mm-hmm. And then once we discovered you know, that the universe indeed did have a beginning, the, the story is that he was kind of upset with himself yeah. because he could have been the one to discover it. Right. Right. <laughs> now I don't know if that's true, but that's what, that's what, that's the way the story goes. <laughs> it sounds like a good story. <laughs> I, I think, um, I think, uh, in, in a case for creator, um, by Lee trouble, there's, um, there's a critique of, of, um, Hawking's, um, uh, model of the universe with the curvature where you have to use, uh, incorrect numbers or, or, uh, different ideas of, of what, uh, what's considered in order for us to kind of be in this continued existence of, of, yeah. of stuff for the numbers work. So I'll include all those links uh, below and you can read those at, at your leisure. Uh, and I think in the, uh, you know, 
is the book that talks about our atheists, you know, skeptical. Mm-hmm. About, yeah, with Mitch uh, Stokes. Mitch Stokes. Mm-hmm. I think he gets into this. I yeah, mean, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, at the very least, uh, um, critiquing. You know, oh, do I do I go against the the ideas of uh, that are popular now, or do I uh, leech out on my own and, and try to um, buck the status quo? And um, uh, we 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 um, we we see that's a, a constant problem within. Um, the idea of science, you know, it's, it's, it's science makes scientists make up science. Scientists make up the science community. Yeah, that's right. And so it's not just, you know, people in lab coats that have this understanding, but, um, uh, you can have the understanding without the, a coat. Yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> they're people too. And so yeah. we should recognize that. Uh, okay. Yes. All right. All right. So when they take off their coat, no, even in their, in their coats. They're, they're and, and, and you know, I, there might be something in our current, current world <laughs> right now where maybe science has gotten politicized. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm sure that's somewhere on the North pole that we, right. we don't really care about, but yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so God existed in the beginning, but that doesn't mean God began to exist. The universe in contrast is not eternal as modern physics has confirmed. The universe hasn't been around forever. It had a beginning. So how did it come into being? Where yeah. did it begin? Why right. does it exist at all? Yeah. And so again, uh, we were asking the, the, the big questions yeah, uh, that all worldviews world have to talk about. Right. Well, Christians have a logical answer for this, right? The biblical answer. In the beginning, God created the heavens and mm-hmm. the earth, right? So right. There's, there's the Christian answer. The phrase heavens and earth here is, uh, translates, uh, Anderson tells us, a Hebrew expression which captures the idea of everything else that exists or everything else that is real. Right, everything that isn't God was created by God. Right, that's the idea here of heaven. Broadly speaking, he says the creation is divided into two realms: the heavens, which is the uh, invisible spiritual realm, and the earth, the visible physical realm where we currently dwell. Right, right. right. Um, so that that's the rational, uh, revelational aspect uh, to uh, the kind of the supernatural, the the uh, the heaven part of the earth. So the Bible also has important things to say about how the creator relates to his creation. Strikingly, the name uh, most commonly used to refer to uh, God in the Old Testament is the Lord. Mm. Uh, Usually you see it in your Bible as uh, uh, capital L-O-R-D, showing the the, um, kind of the the sacred name, the nomina sacra uh, of the Old Testament. Uh, And over and over again, we read about the Lord or the Lord God. Mm. And this title is very rich. So he's going to give us some implications of this particular title. Mm -hmm. So first he says, and implies that God has absolute authority over the entire creation. He is the Lord of creation, right? So uh, God is the boss. He tells us, right? God has the right to do as he pleases with his creation, right? Because he's the Lord of it, right? Secondly, the Lord implies that God has sovereign control over the uh, entire creation. Nothing in the universe is beyond God's ultimate control and direction. In short, he says, uh, whatever God plans, that's what happens. Right. Right? Yeah. So, uh, again, a, a title that uh, is a little bit foreign to us, but still we kind of understand uh, uh, if in the broader context of history in the West. So, you know, Lord implies kind of this rule, this kingship, this, uh, you know, even even um, uh, kings and queens um, being titled as the sovereigns over, you know, the land. Yeah. And so the, uh, that's what uh, uh, is to be taken from from this uh, translation as well. 
Uh, third, uh, the lordship of God implies that he is uh, intimately and personally involved with his creation. Uh, some some non-Christian worldviews present God as very distant and unknowable, yeah. like a divine absentee landlord. Right. So, right. Again, so the, the watchmaker. It. That's right. <laughs> or he's so far transcendent. We talked briefly about right. that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, or or you know, it's just well, uh, you know, I I, I hear the sun, uh, either Joe Rogan's podcast or or Dawkins will will bring it up. Is like, oh, if there is a God, there's no possibility of, of knowing him. Okay, so you then come to understand that there's a God who has no uh, power to create everything, but no power to relate to his creation. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so you know, uh, what you know, what, what 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 uh, what deciding factor do you have that makes that not possible? Yeah. I mean, you can. How do you know that's true? Right, right. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's uh, it's. I think it's 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 delved into uh, kind of their idea of, of aliens. Oh, aliens have to be so advanced. Right. Why do aliens have to be, always be advanced? Can't we be the advanced aliens <laughs> for once? Well, because you know they made it here. Right. Well, we made it to the moon. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, and so the Christian view is uh, vastly different, just as a good king will make his presence known throughout his kingdom and will engage personally with his citizens. So the Lord makes his presence known throughout his creation, and he engages personally with his uh, with his creatures. And so uh, I think this is one of the aspects uh, to being made in the image of God. This is an image like uh, being an image bearer. Uh, someone who goes out, um, uh, you know, we we see it in the reflection of Christ, where um, he's he's kind of the the imprint of of God, you know, the the signet ring of of the Roman to to show that whoever holds this ring holds the power of the of the good. sovereign of Caesar that's or right. or whoever the the commander officer is, and so uh, that's the the type of um, of of uh, picture that the the New Testament gives to Jesus, and so. In the the Old Testament, in the creation of mankind, we're also made in the image. So we're not we're not fully the sovereign king. We can't you know just decree whatever we w- we want. But he makes humans uh, in a special way, so that uh, part of the 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 way that we um, uh, exist under his authority is we go out and we tell other people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's just by existing and wow. say, "Hey, hello, fellow image bearer. Right. Even though I hate you and I don't." you know, trust you and you speak a different language. Uh, but, uh, oh, uh, we, um, share, um, different qualities, uh, in common. One of those being we're all part of the human race. And so we're all made in the image of God, or I should tell you about, uh, the, 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 the love that this creator has in order for you to come to know him um, more. Right. And so, and so that's really, cause we really haven't answered the, what about us? Question, right, right, right. Right. And so that's what he'll get into. Be- next believe it or next. not, even the question, what about us still <laughs> depends on God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it still focuses highly on God. Right. So why don't we save that yeah. question until next time and, uh, and, and then proceed further as he gets into this chapter right. more. Right. right. So yeah, um, you know, you're getting a whole lesson in Christianity. So <laughs> you can, uh, uh, take the parts that we cut up, uh, on, on the YouTube channel and uh, check them out there, share them around, watch them again, uh, uh, take those as a discussion points uh, of, or looking into more. Um, check out our, our uh, notes, uh, our, our uh, book list of the things that we mentioned. Um, you can find those on caveofthecross.com. You can find it on YouTube. You can find them on, now I, I put us on an Indian podcast catcher. So oh. if, if you're in India, uh, welcome. Uh, or um, I don't know why uh, an India-specific one, but it seemed neat. And so... The website let me Hindi, do it, so I did. Is it in Hindi? I mean, I didn't change anything to oh, do okay. it, so right. uh, I'm just going to become the normal American that assumes everyone speaks English. So, <laughs> <laughs> so 
Thanks for checking us out. Thanks for supporting us. Thanks for our Patreon supporters. And uh, we appreciate you watching, listening, and uh, coming back and checking us out. Uh, and uh, it'd be great uh, to, to smash any like buttons or whatever. I don't know. It's, it's what you're supposed to say. Yeah, uh, just, just share it around, and uh, we appreciate you listening. So thanks. Thanks. We'll see you next time.